High FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Well, good morning and welcome to Tech Talk. I am freshly off the plane back from IFA in Berlin. And um, I must tell you, I'm still completely and utterly overwhelmed by the sheer amount of stuff that I had the privilege in in a way to see in such a short period of time. But the best part about IFA is that this is not future tech. I did go to their future tech conference. I heard about stuff that's coming in the next couple of years and really exciting stuff coming around that. But more more to the point, this show was all about what is going to be available in the stores over the next couple of weeks and months. And there were some absolutely spectacular launches of some really, really, really cool new um, new tech and new gadgets and gizmos and whatnot. So it really very, very interesting. And I'm going to finish off because unfortunately last week, Wednesday was press day and Thursday was press day. And I was able to give you a little bit of insight into what was going on from the Wednesday, the Wednesday press conferences, which was Acer and a couple of other really interesting things. But the um, there was just so much more. And uh, Thursday was quite something. And Friday, when the when the show basically opened up to trade, not quite yet the public, but trade visitors, it was mobbed. And Saturday and Sunday, which I spent a bit of the time at the show as well, was absolutely crazy. It's unbelievable amount of people, incredible buzz, you know, and they had music concerts and playrooms for the kids. <laughs> Just an incredibly interesting uh, experience. But um, before we get into that, we've actually got quite a lot of lot else going on at the moment. You know, tech, tech has come out of its quiet period. We're in September now. Spring has sprung or autumn for the Northern Hemisphere. And everybody is gearing up for the holiday season, the Christmas period, and they all want to sell tech. And what also was really interesting, traveling around Europe just a little bit, we unfortunately are a little bit in the doldrums right here in South Africa. Things are a little unstable, unfortunately. Business is not great, though I got some really good news. We're out of our technical recession with a bit of growth in the last quarter, which is great news for all concerned. Hopefully, um, apparently it was all due to maize, not my beat, but anyway, maize pulled us out of a recession. But the fact is, things are a little tight in South Africa, times are a little slow, and, um, you know, unfortunately that impacts on everything, never mind tech. But exactly the opposite is happening in Europe. Despite all the havoc around Brexit, which is on, I was in Germany, um, so you can understand uh, they were talking about it quite a lot on the news and in general conversation, Brexit being a big part of what's you know affecting Europe for now but things have turned business is better and IFA was just a little microcosm it reflected that whole scene around what is happening and consumer tech is probably one of the the areas that people consumer and white goods so fridges washing machines home goods accessories were definitely on a buzz they had 2800 uh, exhibitors the place was packed. They had people in corridors. They had little tents outside. They could not sell another. I mean, they would have put people in the road if they could have, but they obviously couldn't. But there was absolutely um, 
no room for anyone. And it just shows the quality of the stands was excellent. The the discussions around business was unbelievable. And every single distributor or producer or product maker that I spoke to said that business has actually not been this good for many, many years. So it just shows you that um, it, times have really changed and we're definitely heading into an, a, a time of of. You know, I think great growth, and that may translate into some really, well, it has already, but it should even push further some really cool tech. Well, guess what? Next week, Tuesday, is Apple Day. Apple are announcing their iPhone 8, or whatever it's going to be called, the iPhone X. A lot of questions about the product, but uh, it's always a big deal when Apple releases something. And what's really interesting is that they are going to be doing it at their new spaceship campus, where they've got this a most amazing, apparently underground uh, theater, which is right in the middle of the campus in a forest. And the whole campus looks like a spaceship just settled on land. So it's their first um, their first event. And certainly 10th year anniversary of uh, the iPhone should be really interesting. But we'll also talk about some really interesting competitors to the iPhone that have been released and should be out uh, in the next couple of weeks. So we've got some, you know... <laughs> good times coming ahead for um, for tech in general. And the other good news in the last week, it appears that we spoke last week about ICASA have issued a whole new range of regulations around data. Basically, if you missed my last show, what they're saying is that data caps or data expiry is on its way out. Um, it's going to it's going to have to be completely phased out to a large extent and also the out of bundle data which is pretty hectic i mean if you bought a bundle and you're paying six cents a a meg once you use up that bundle the phone automatically carries on using up airtime and you can pay as much as two rand but on average around about 99 cents a bundle which is a huge 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 difference well anyway these rules they issued a whole new set of rules and these rules may well come into effect as soon as october so basically in a month's time you might have a situation where one small bundle packages of data would last at least 60 days and um, other data when you buy big bundles will last up to two years and um, even more uh, interesting is that the networks will have to inform you when you go out of bundle and they'll have to stop charging you unless you explicitly tell them to continue to do so at out of bundle rates. And let's hope the best part of the whole thing is that the out of bundle bundle rates will be reduced or eliminated entirely. We're not sure exactly what's going to happen in that space, but I think we are definitely going to see um, some big changes coming. And that's always, always great news for everybody. So look forward to that. There'll be more information around that in the very, very, very near future. And um, a lot of other things happening around data and packages and things that are going. One of the other little announcements that was really interesting and something that I'm not sure if it's actually going to take off quite the way they think it will. But um, Vumatel have announced that they are going to start fibering up the townships in South Africa, and they're going to start with Alexandra, and we're going to see them wire up the whole of Alexandra with overhead fiber and offer it for an uncapped 100 meg line for 87 rand. Now, I'm paying for that 1,000 
300 rand. So how they expect to do it at that price, on that scale, is quite something else. But the simple fact is that it could absolutely change the landscape. Imagine having high-speed fiber in a place as dense as Alexandra at prices that absolutely pretty much anyone can afford. There are little terms and conditions and other things need apply, but the simple fact is high-speed internet at ridiculously low prices coming to townships near you. It should be very, very interesting. And on that note, we have a quick break for some uh, adverts, and I'll be back with some more news. And uh, we've got a great interview coming up a little later, all the way from London. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Now, moving on to uh, the other little interesting news and views of what's going on. The flagship launches don't stop. Quite interesting. Nokia 8, Nokia back. We've spoken about Nokia. Nokia are back in the country. And just to show their credentials, they have launched the latest high-end phone, the Nokia 8, in South Africa. And um, I've, I've, I've looked at it. I've not played with it as yet, but uh, hopefully fairly, fairly soon. Um, and really impressive build, unbelievable quality for a really pretty good price. It's certainly very competitive with all the other flagships out there. And it's going to be selling at around about nine and a half grand, which is significantly cheaper than all the other flagships on the market. And what is cool is um, it runs a pure version of Android, the latest Android uh, 7.1 Nougat. And uh, I'll talk about this a little later. Sony have got some announcements in that space as well. But the latest version of of, uh, Android 8 Oreo is um, also going to follow fairly soon, should be out extremely soon on pretty much all the top devices or all the new devices that come out in the next short little while. But the best part of the new Nokia range is that they run a completely unchanged version of Android. So as the latest versions of Androids hit the market, they'll pop up on the Nokia and the camera quality, the build quality, screen quality is pretty, pretty impressive. So keep your eye open or eyes open for Nokia. They certainly seem to be coming back with quite a a bang within the the South African space. And as I was saying, um, today, interestingly enough, is the birthday of the new Dell. Now, Dell as a company have been around for a long while, but they were a public listed company in America and they delisted and went private about a year ago. Um, and I'm talking to Doug Woolley, who's the MD of Dell South Africa. And Doug is going to tell us a little bit about what happened, why they did this, what's going on with Dell, and what we can look forward to. Because I think there's a lot of interesting uh, product, a lot of interesting stuff coming over the next little while. And we should see, <laughs> I think, some pretty remarkable stuff coming from Dell. They were also at IFA, which is really interesting, one of the first times that Almost every single brand was at um, IFA, and it was quite quite a, a big deal to have all these big guys there. And they were showcasing some of their latest stuff, but what was really interesting was the amount of gaming gear and everything. So um, we'll be speaking to him really in a few minutes and uh, finding out exactly what was going on with Dell. Um, other news, which is really interesting, is that the... Um, we spoke all about the um, the new 
product from uh, our friends at Telcom. We actually discussed it briefly on the drive show this morning, well, on Tuesday. But they are getting very aggressive. They're in every single neighborhood. They're bringing more and more uh, people back on board. And I was talking to the people from um, Telcom this week, interestingly enough, and they say that they've had an incredible response to their new unlimited packages on their um, fixed network. And unfortunately for those that aren't quite yet on fiber, um, and ADSL is the only game in town, having an uncapped ADSL system will really, you know, make a big difference. And now that you can stream at least for for the most part, Netflix and music without any impact on your 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 um, without any impact on your data cap, it makes a, a big difference. And uh, people seem to find that really quite compelling. So just to recap, if you're looking for if you're on fiber, that's a whole different story. You have to obviously sign up with uh, Telcom, and then they will give you one of their little boxes and one of their little uh, you know. Um, media streamers to use and you'll get a whole lot of interesting content on that and if you're on telecom lit mobile you'll be able to get a whole host of uh, very interesting um, services music and movies depending on your package again without any data cost and what is really cool most of these services netflix um, showmax all these guys um, are are offering you the ability to download these products. So if you're on, this is one workaround, if you're on a slow internet connection, let's say you've got a 2 meg or a 4 meg ADSL, and that's one of the biggest problems with ADSLs. Often if you're too far from the exchange, if the copper quality is not great, if there's wiring problems in the area, you get very slow speeds, which mitigate against streaming. You cannot, unfortunately, stream on much below a 4 meg line. But what you can do, especially if you're not worried about the data, is you can actually download these um, programs onto a laptop, onto a, a phone, and stream them with, at your own uh, leisure down the road. The TVs don't allow you to do that, but certainly computers do. And it makes a lot of sense. All you need to do is hook your computer up to your TV, either using a cable. Most modern computers have got a HDMI output. Or you can buy yourself a little HDMI adapter, plug it into the back of your TV, and um, you can stream directly to your TV using, you know, the, using the app that's available on Windows 10 or whatever. So there are a lot of ways around this, and having the ability to not to stream or to download these, you know, fairly large files without worrying about data, and what is what more interesting, without having to worry about streaming it live you can just let it download at night you can download it whenever you want and then watch at your leisure so there's big changes coming to um, the whole music and movies environment and it's going to i believe it's going to change a lot on how we do things how we uh, get involved now before we switch to um, doug woolley i've just got one more Uh, today's quite a busy day from an advertising point of view obviously businesses picking up in spring with the recession gone and and whatever. And um, he has another quick live read, and then we're going to be switching across to uh, London. Anyway, it begins. It's almost Rosh Hashanah, and you could start the new year with a real, real sparkle by winning a beautiful diamond on the Diamond Channel competition on Chai FM. So the Diamond Channel is giving away a diamond worth 20,000 rand, and it could be yours. All you have to do, and this is not difficult stuff, you just have to dis- you have to guess the color and the size of this amazing diamond. 
That's right. All you have to do is guess the color and the size, and it could be yours. So the color is – here's some hints and tips. It really is easy. The color will be somewhere between I to L. You can pick anything. You're going to know a little bit about diamonds. I know nothing, so I wouldn't know what an I to L is, but perhaps you do. The size that I've heard of, you've got to go between 0.4 carats to 0.59 carats. So 0.4 to 0.59 carats. Just pick any any number. And you've got to send your entries to admin at thediamondchannel.co.za. A little bit of a long URL, but anyway, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at thediamondchannel.co.za. And and again, you just got to guess the color between I to L, one of those colors, and the size between 0.4 and 0.59. So that's the Diamond Channel putting a sparkle in your eyes and hopefully not too big a hole in your pocket. And on that note, we're going to have to take a quick break for an ad, and then we'll be back with, I think, a fascinating discussion all about the new Dell um, and what Dell are up to. with Stephen Ambrose. Well, welcome back. And as I said, this is Tech Talk Cafe segment, and we have, I hope we do in fact have Doug Woolley on the line from London uh, on our wonderful technology called Skype. Good morning, Doug. Are you with us? Oh, okay. He was with us, hopefully. Just checking technically. All right, we'll have to go and quickly try to get Doug back online. We might have to shift our Tech Talk Cafe discussion a little bit forward. But uh, that's the wonder of technology. It works sometimes, doesn't always work other times. So what I'm going to start talking about is some of the things um, that I saw at um, at IFA last week. And as I said, the big, big, big sort of trend and one of the big sort of overarching themes at uh, IFA was connected. And not just connected as in mobile connected. We're talking about hyper-connected in terms of Everything that we do, we're talking about smart speakers, we're talking about smart fridges, we're talking about smart hi-fis, we're talking about smart TVs. And it's not just a matter of smart, it's a matter of clever, clever technology that actually makes your life a little bit easier and uh, gets you going. But I think we may well have Doug back on the line. So, Doug, are you with us? Oh, dear. (laughs) <laughs> Some sort of technical challenges going on here. We're going to have to carry on. So anyway, so as I was saying, the the um, overriding thing was smart everything. And all the manufacturers from Technics or Panasonic through Sony, through uh, LG, through Samsung, through all of them had uh, a smart speaker or a smart home type speaker. A couple of them, which was also very interesting, were running a combination. You could either pick... Um, okay, Google, or hey, Alexa. There's no question that Alexa has totally dominated the um, landscape from for the most part. And one of the other announcements was Microsoft are going to be working with Alexa to to create some sort of um, artificial intelligence cooperation between Cortana, which is the built-in uh, voice assistant or smart assistant in Windows 10, um, and uh, Alexa, which is the obviously the built-in assistant that works with um, all the um, Amazon-type stuff. So that I'm not quite sure if that's 
I didn't see any demonstrations of it. I'm not entirely sure how well that's going to work. But the difference is the abilities and the the sheer complexity of voice recognition, uh, of, of voice assistance, and being able to just walk into your home and saying, hey, Alexa, switch on the lights. Hey, Alexa, turn on the microwave. Hey, Alexa, I really feel like watching that new program on Netflix, something to do with game of, oh, it's not Netflix and HBO. And Alexa actually picking that up and playing it for you uh, on command is a reality. We're sitting right now right here and it's it's actually happening and we're starting to see more and more speakers and more and more devices that interact and work together. What are the other major uh, announcements at uh, IFA was Samsung. Now, Samsung obviously last late last month announced their um, Galaxy Note 8 uh, pretty much globally and it is going to be on sale in South Africa on the 23rd of September. It's going on sale on the 15th of September globally in some, well, certainly some global places. But what Samsung reserved for IFA was a couple of accessories and some interesting new uh, products, one of them being the Samsung Gear Sport which is a great new gear watch. It really looks extremely cool. It's one of the the nicest, most solid, and most um, watch-looking watches that I've seen for a while. But um, it's also got four gigs of storage, so you don't even need um, uh, you don't even need to take your phone with you if you go for a run. You can actually connect via. You can load up music on your watch, connect it via Bluetooth to your headphones. And uh, off you go. You really don't need to worry about uh, anything else. But it was just a very interesting product. I think there's been a big swing around for smartwatches. A lot of people are not seeing smartwatches as a fashion accessory and a day-to-day accessory. But the sport element or the health element of, sp- of watches has certainly come to the fore with a lot of companies, Garmin, um, Fitbit, we'll talk about that in a few seconds, releasing similar things. But if anyway, expect to see a new Samsung Gear Sport which uh, should be out very, very soon. And to complement it, they've brought out some new Icon X earbuds. Now, those are the ones, and again, there was a huge explosion of those across IFA. That's earbuds without cords. So you pop them in your ears, and uh, it seems that no matter how odd you may think the Apple uh, earbuds look with those little white sticks sticking out of your ear, no matter how odd they look, um, they seem to have created a massive demand for a market where you have an earbud which you pop in your ears and you don't um, you don't have any cords connecting them. They connect to each other wirelessly and they connect to your phone, watch, whatever it is wirelessly. And they've got a brand new range. Uh, they looked super impressive. I didn't really get time to listen to them. But um, certainly uh, an improvement on last year's Gear Icon X, better battery life and apparently better quality. Still sweatproof and waterproof. So um, and uh, they support digital assistants like Bigsby and Siri on 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 iPhone. So uh, a nice little improvement there. The next thing they announced was the Gear Fit 2 Pro, which um, was also the Gear Fit is their standard activity tracker with probably the best screen on the market. And they've now improved that by giving it the Pro moniker and certainly did look a lot, lot, lot better. So expect to see all those things from Samsung in the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, it appears that Doug has gone missing in action. I think London has eaten him. So we'll have to, <laughs> we'll keep trying, but uh, let's see if we can get Doug on the line. Um, in the meanwhile, I'm going to carry on. The next and really interesting um, press conference I went to at IFA was from Sony. And Sony, 
Um, I reviewed their latest XZ premium phone on uh, on the program a couple of weeks ago, and Sony are really pushing quite hard. There are a bit of a uh, a dark horse in the smartphone market, though interestingly enough, having discussions with their, their head of marketing for EMEA, um, they're doing extremely well in the Middle East. There's certainly European countries where they're doing really nicely. And certainly in South Africa, Sony's always been a, a great brand, and they seem to be doing really well with their, their quality phones and all the various um, product that they sell. Well, they announced a pair of great new-looking phones. And interestingly, unlike any other manufacturer, you know what, they get a flagship like the XZ, they then bring out an XZ Lite or an XZ Mini or something of that sort. And generally what they do is they slash the price, obviously, they reduce the screen size, and at the same time there are quite a few compromises. The camera's never as good as the flagship. The process never process is never as good as the flagship. The screen is never as good as the flagship. But that certainly is not Sony style. They announced the new Sony Xperia XZ1 and the XZ1 really is simply an XZ Premium in a slightly more compact form factor. Same processor, same screen, or same quality screen. Um, same cameras, front and back, and pretty much the same overall build quality and fit and finish. Though they have seemed to have made the phone a little bit more compact, the top and bottom bezels in the world of all these new bezel-less phones that we're seeing a little bit more um, small. But they do add some really interesting uh, features. This phone has got something called 3D scanning. So it, it, it looks completely creepy. You see people taking photos of people by, by walking around their heads or walking around them or walking around objects. And the phone seamlessly, using the latest processor, which is from um, Qualcomm, the 835, it has got more than enough horsepower to create a complete 3D image of whatever that you're taking a picture of. And you can swing around that image. You can then send that image to a 3D printer should you want. But even cuter, it's got a little app where you can dress them up in, in funny little outfits and you can create the most crazy little um, cartoons using a full 3D image of your mate's face. Uh, it was great fun. I don't know how uh, compelling that is as a, as a must for a phone. But the new XZ1 and the XA1... Um, look like really top quality phones. They are coming to South Africa. I have confirmed that, and they should be here quite soon. What Sony also did, um, they announced the the new smart speaker there. They've got also a very, very interesting smart speaker, and uh, it runs uh, basically Alexa and Google. So you've got two great new speakers. The quality of this one was really good. Then they also announced a new pair of their wireless earbuds, but these are very, very interesting for one simple reason. They are smart. So if you walk into a room listening to music, as you tend to do if you've got earbuds in your head, um, they will, and someone speaks to you, they will inst instantly um, realize that someone's talking to you and put the sound through. You can, using the app on your smartphone, dial, uh, dial up and down the amount of interference. You can even put in a voice-only mode. So if you walk into a place where a lot of people are talking, or if you're driving a car, or if you're in a place where it really is inappropriate, or you need to be aware of your surroundings in an emergency-type situation, uh, it becomes really important that you have an earbud, a smart earbud, or smart headphones, um, that... Uh, 
one, cancel noise when you want it, but two, um, let through voices or emergency sounds like alarms or buzzers or hooters or whatever it is that you you want to have. So that sort of technology, really, I tried them. It's actually amazingly impressive. You're listening to music. There's absolutely no background noise. And the guy outside says, hello, and boops, it comes straight through, clear as day. And in one of the other modes, which is like a crowd mode, where you can just hear voices and all the background noise is, is cut out. So it's almost like a smart voice assi- a smart voice assistant because often you go into crowded environments. It's actually quite hard to hear people talking to you in any event simply because of the sheer level of background noise. And these headphones um, would actually, or these in-ear uh, earbuds, actually can cut that out. And they've actually um, expanded that to some extent to their, their, noise ca- their other noise-canceling headphones, which is really interesting. So, again, if you're wearing a pair of these over-ear 1000, I think the 1000 MX headphones, um, which aren't available in South Africa directly, but I have seen them around, um, and you certainly can buy them overseas, um, again, they've got a mode which, complete, com- coupled to the app on your phone, you can actually set it to give you the ability to dial in and out the uh, quantity of the um, of the noise cancelling from absolute to very mild, but even smarter, it will allow you to be able to be spoken to uh, wherever you are. So you're sitting on a plane, you've got a pair of headphones on, uh, the stewardess comes up to offer you chicken or beef, as they do, um, you can hear them perfectly rather than having to pull your headphones off your head uh, and speak to them, which may may or may not uh, work for you. So some really smart stuff from Sony. The next press conference which I went to, which was really, really, really interesting, and just shows you. Now, this, the whole smartwatch market, again, as I said, has morphed considerably. There's no question the buzz is off a year ago. Everyone was talking about the smartwatch dominating, and everyone's got a smartwatch, and um, so many people are. We're going to wear them, and, and, and it's sort of the buzz is gone. But what has happened is that it's definitely morphed into a health-related type product. Apple, still one of the leaders in the market, um, obviously made their watch waterproof. They enhanced the, the health features. They did a lot to make it much more, of an, much more accomplished as an activity tracker. Well, Fitbit have taken the leap and have done some really, really interesting things. They came out with their first real smartwatch. They've had a couple that looked, you know, they were rather large Fitbit-type bands um, that looked a bit watchy, and they could, you know, could double as a, a as a type of watch come Fitbit uh, or activity tracker device. But this is the, the new Fitbit Ionic um, is their latest stab at smartwatches. And I asked them, I said, you know, this is a heavily traded market. It's really difficult to break in. There's some big players, Samsung, Apple, Xiaomi, um, Huawei. There are a lot of guys playing in the smartwatch space, and it's a tough one to to really crack. Well, they brought out their Ionic, and I must tell you, it in pictures it looks a little sort of square and rugged and not particularly attractive. But on your wrist, um, it's extremely light. It's <laughs> actually a lot more attractive than you would imagine. But it is a complete 
uh, and and very health-focused fitness tracker, as well as being a really smart, smart watch. So it has got very similar features to more expensive alternatives like the Apple Watch 2 and uh, some of the better Android Wear products. But this is a very, very fitness-focused thing. It has got... um, a large full-color display, which under the bright lights of the shine, I never managed to get it outside because it was sort of tethered to the wall, um, seems to have a really um, excellent uh, brightness. So you can see it very easily in sort of very, very bright life, light. It's waterproof to 50 meters, so you can take it for a swim. You can take it through the mud. It actually makes no difference. Um, and... Um, it is extremely bright, as I said. I was just very, very impressed. It's also got a built-in GPS, so you don't need to take your phone. It can, it can, you can go for a run. You can do what you like, um, and uh, you don't need to take your phone with you. It's also got built-in memory, so you can connect. You can upload music. Again, uh, it seems to be a, a great feature. Four gig of memory, which is more than enough for an hour or two's worth of running music, um, and you can. You can definitely uh, not worry about taking a phone with you, which sometimes, depending on what you're doing and where you're going, is not the not the best idea. It also has a couple of new sensors. One, it can measure your blood oxygen level, which is one of the first for a for a health tracker. So not only can it take your heart rate and your pulse, it can actually measure your blood satur- your oxygen saturation at the same time. So that should be quite an interesting. Uh, upgrade and certainly for those of you who are a little bit um, activity focused, it also allows you to learn exactly you know when you when you are competing when you need to push it. It's there are a lot of uses and their app and that was the next big announcement they make. They've improved their app dramatically to take that in, and um, they've also announced uh, a new app gallery which will then. Sort of, you can load them. At this stage, none of the apps in the, in the standard app stores work, but they reckon that um, there'll be a whole lot of new apps. They've launched a, a kit for third party developers, and they're hoping that um, the Ionic App Gallery, as they call it, will be quite a hit. And right now, everything is free. There aren't that many apps on there. There are a couple of apps from some of the music guys. I think there's a Fit, there's a Deezer app, there was a um, <clears throat> One or two other cool little apps that I could see, some tracking apps, um, and th- there's also a, a type of payment NFC payment system built in, which is another thing that Garmin also announced. It seems to be quite a good idea to use your watch to pay your bills. <laughs> so that seems to be another major uh, sort of innovation. Also, you can swap out the straps for some really nice health-centric sort of. Uh, light plastic ones to some really cool leather ones. So I I, I was quite impressed with what uh, Fitbit have done. It will be available in South Africa probably in the next 10, um, couple, uh, somewhere between 10 days to two weeks from what I understand. I'm not sure exactly, but I'll let you know when it comes. But the my early verdict is that it's a very accomplished device. It's very easy to use. It's very light. It has all the basic functions of a smartwatch. It certainly doesn't have all the capabilities of the current leaders, being the Apple or any of the gear watches from Samsung. 
or the well, Samsung used Tizen on their watches, but you know there's so many other uh, Google Gear type watches out there. So it's competitive and it's reasonably priced. It's going to be in the region of three and a half to four and a half thousand rand. I'm not quite sure. We'll see what the price is in the US. It's three hundred US dollars, which is roughly four and a half thousand rand in South Africa. And for that price, you're probably getting the most advanced uh, fitness device on the planet right now in terms of its functionality, capability. It's got an enhanced heart rate monitor, which gives you even further information. The only question is, will you be able to sleep with it? Because it is quite big. It is quite bulky. Um, and um, we'll have to see. But it should be on the con- in the country in a couple of weeks. And then we'll take it for a good on r- full-on run and swim. Oh, the one thing I didn't mention, that it's actually got a coach built in. Um, and you can see pictures that actually take you through your workout on the screen of your phone, which is quite a cool little feature. And on that note, I think we have to take a quick ad break. And uh, we'll be back straight after this. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Well, hi there and welcome back. And apparently we've sorted our technical issues out and we've got Doug Woolley on the line. Hi, Doug. Are you with us now? Yeah, hi, Stephen. How are you? Good and you. Uh, I'm terribly sorry about this, but uh, for some reason we we seem to be not connecting today in this world of amazing high-speed internet. (laughs) Indeed. So welcome to Tech Talk Cafe, and tell us a little bit about today's a a happy birthday day. So tell us a little about what what has transpired in the last year and, and why we are where we are today. Well, yeah, it is a happy birthday. Uh, it's uh, yeah, the first birthday of uh, basically the amalgamation of Dell and EMC as one unified organization. Um, and also, you know, represents the world's largest privately held, uh, you know, technology company um, with the majority shareholder, Michael Dell, uh, being in the driver's seat. So, you know, an auspicious occasion for us at... Uh, was probably the largest tech deal to have been done on the NASDAQ. I think um, it actually was the largest. It was $62 yeah. billion dollars or some obscene amount of money for us South Africans. We can't even add indeed. that many noughts. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, so, uh, you know, first first year anniversary, and uh, I think it's gone swimmingly well. Um, we've managed to achieve quite a number of milestones in the course of the uh, first year, Um I think the biggest one is the amount of debt that has been paid off, um, which, uh, you know, obviously proves that the company is doing well. We've paid over $9 billion of debt off uh, within the first year, which is also a staggering amount if you time that by 13. Well, let's not go um, there right now. <laughs> and uh, we've also, you know, I think managed to um, also merge and unify the two sales forces extremely well which has led to, you know, a very happy customer base. I mean, we've just done about two months ago a a survey amongst probably our top 1,000 customers globally and then also our top customers in each country. And about 91% of all customers surveyed believe that uh, we've delivered on the pre-merger promises. So, you know, all around, I think the market is liking what they're seeing. Customers, which are the most important component in our business, are definitely enjoying, you know, seeing the two companies deliver on, um, you know, the promises that were made. And then, you know, if you're a, a venture capitalist, uh, I think you're happy that $9.5 billion in debt has been paid off. So, 
you know, I think all around, all the different stakeholders are extremely happy a year later. Well, that's quite a huge achievement because in many ways, I mean, Dell, EMC, and all the other companies you've bought or acquired over the last little while have been very different in their overall market segments and and focus. So to put those type of things together to create a unified brand or a unified company out of all these different type of organizations must have been a huge challenge, even in a country as small as South Africa. I mean, there were different teams, there were different offices, there were different focuses. There was a lot of, of stuff going on. Could you just give us a little sense of you know, how challenging that was, certainly within South Africa, never mind globally? Yeah, so I think at a South African level, we're still busy, you know, merging some of the, you know, the, the smaller components together. I think our biggest challenge that we've got today is that we still operate as two separate legal entities, although we are, you know, a, a combined sales force and, and, and a staffing level operate as one entity. You know, from a customer perspective, our customers still have to, you know, transact with us as if we're two separate companies and we're busy, you know, going through the regulatory issues around, you know, merging the two companies and all the legalese uh, that, uh, you know, surround uh, that type of transaction. Um, so that's probably the biggest, uh, you know, stumbling block we've got. But I think at a people level, you know, the two companies had a very similar culture. Um, you know, one that was really focused around providing, um, you know, world-class class solutions to customers with a very customer-centric, um, you know, ethos built in. So I think at a at a at that level, that's I think been our probably our strongest suit is that the people merged fairly easily and could take on, um, you know, their roles fairly easily in, in the merger. You always have issues, but I think we've managed to, in South Africa, curtail a lot of that um, and really build, I think, a, a fairly unique uh, and, and, and newer culture uh, that is, you know, addressing uh, the market demands. And switching almost completely to the older, sort of the more traditional Dell type product set and, and, and products that you see in the market. I mean, Dell for many years was quite an innovator in the, in the computer space and some amazing laptops and products over the last little while. I mean, that hasn't, that's in fact accelerated under the new Dell. You've, we've seen a lot of new, new products introduced. Are there any key ones that you'd like to just highlight or share or, or let us know, you know, these are the guys that are going to sort of set the trend going, going forward? Yeah, I think we've, uh, you know, we've, we've definitely kept up with innovation. Um, and, uh, you know, if I look at one of the products that's probably one of the more cooler products that we haven't launched in South Africa yet, we're still waiting for regulatory approval, but it will be uh, soon, is our Dell Canvas. Oh, yeah, you know, which really I saw it in, in really Eva, well which is really Microsoft interesting. Surface, uh, technology. Yeah, well, give um, us a little insight into that. Yeah, I think, you know, the Dell Canvas allows for the creatives, uh, you know, to, you know, have a, an, a, a, an environment or a, a device that will allow them to be more creative in doing drawings and, you know, working in that CAD, CAM and 3D graphics type of environment. So, you know, it's, it's, it's well integrated, as I said, into the Microsoft uh, technology. And we're hoping to have that uh, available, um, you know, soon. But it, it does, you know, it's a it's a fairly cool product. Um, you know, it's all touch, and it uh, as an input device for, as I said, creative people. It's really going to change the way that they're going to be able to present and create content. Um, 
So I think, you know, a very innovative and smart workspace, uh, you know, that we'll be able to offer them. Another product that stands out and also one, you know, uh, the, call it notebook, uh, at, at the last CIS, uh, CES in, in Vegas was our XPS uh, 13, uh, which is a two-in-one device, uh, really very cool, ultra-thin, um, great battery, battery life, uh, you know, got all the touch and all the power, and, uh, you know, with wireless charging also available, uh, ultra-sharp, uh, you know, uh, graphics, um, you know, really a, a, a great, great device, and, you know, without com- comparing it to, you know, competitors, but really, you know, in the realm of uh, of what Apple did. Um, and I think we've surpassed that now on the, you know, with Windows as the as the base operating system. So really, you know, providing a very cool, but, um, you know, highly powered, highly functional uh, product uh, for consumers that are that are in the, in the Microsoft uh, camp. And I mean, we're um, and going it's really to see very well in South Africa. And we're going to see even more product. You know, I, I understand the XPS and the Latitude range are very focused on business and high end, yeah. but there's a lot of new product coming on the lower end. Certain monitors and and more moderately priced laptops, also with very very cutting edge technology, the latest Intel eighth generation processors, um, and those should be available in South Africa quite soon, and 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 certainly in the stores quite soon. They will be. Uh, we we are hoping to have all of that uh, readily available in retail. Um, all the major retailers for for this Christmas season, probably a little a little bit prior to that. But you're right. I mean, we've got you know ultra sharp uh, 8K monitors, um, which are the world's first uh, 32 inch uh, 8K display. Crazy. We were just uh, talking about 4K, and now we're talking about 8K. It doesn't stop. 8K, exactly. I don't even think we've got uh, <laughs> the applications ready to utilize the the tech. But the thing is, you know, that's the innovation we're looking at. And I think, you know, as, as Dell and as an integrated company now, we, we've committed to spend, you know, quite a lot of money around um, innovation and uh, a lot of money around, uh, you know, R&D. Um, you know, this year we're looking to spend about $4.5 billion around that. And $100 million of that has been carved out for a specific innovation and startups. Um, Things like artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, genomics, and also 3D. Um, you know, Dell is probably one of the companies that is driving that 3D um, market uh, rapidly, and we see it not just as a as a gaming type of function, but also a, a massive uh, application for business in medicine, engineering, um, <clears throat> and that's the type of technology that I think we'll start seeing in you know, consumer devices coming, uh, you know, uh, in the not-too-distant future where that will all be built in. So, you know, high-resolution high graphics, 3D, you know, machine learning, all of that, uh, you know, becoming stock standard in, in, in everyday uh, computing devices. Well, that's actually fascinating. Because that's essentially what I saw at IFA. You're starting to see it in very mundane product, and it's sort of very mainstream. And the whole artificial intelligence, augmented reality, high definition, everything is just becoming the way that things are and the way that things are presented. And it's it's just fascinating to see that a company like Dell, 
um, is is right up there on the cutting edge with all this type of stuff. At the same time, you guys are creating all the necessary tools for the big data centers and and cloud providers that are, 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 are offering the services to all these various devices. So you've pretty much got the market quite well sewn up. Well, I wouldn't say sewn up. There's <laughs> well, there's always competition, but yeah. We've got a very good value proposition that we, we bring across, you know, a multitude of customers that utilize our technology. So from, you know, consumers like yourself and, 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 and myself, uh, right through to large corporates, through to schools, public sector, you know, depending on the need, uh, Dell has a lot of technology available to resolve, you know, customer um, needs and requirements. And I think... You know, uh, heading up Dell South Africa, that does put me in an enviable position because you really do have uh, a lot you can offer customers. And I think the other good thing about it is that it's technology that is rapidly also changing the way that we work uh, and the way that we, we find solutions to, you know, common world problems. So, you know, at the same time, you are moving technology, but you, you're also changing the way that uh, you know, people live and work. Um, And I think that's the exciting bit about it. Well, that's amazing. I mean, we could honestly go on with this for quite a while because it's such a vast subject and you guys have got so many different solutions in so many different areas. But I'm sorry, the time has run out and um, we'd love to have you back talking more specifically about some of the things that you do in the near future. But happy birthday and keep up the good work and I'm sure we'll see lots more. Thanks, Stephen. Great stuff. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much. Uh, That was just really interesting. A real quick deep dive into what Dell are up to, and I expect to see a lot more of that. So now we're going to take a quick break for uh, a commercial, and then we'll be back with one or two more live reads. It's really busy here at uh, High FM. And then we'll wrap this show up and keep some interesting stuff for next week. High FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. It really is the ultimate display. So no better. Ask why. And this is all compliments of LG, which Dinkum makes life good. So stay tuned to Morning Mayhem next week with Kathy Kayla. And you may well be the proud owner of one of the best TVs on the market. So... Um, on that note, I can actually see I'm being waved at and we've got to wrap this whole thing up and I'm being chased out of studio. But I've got so much more to tell you about Efa. So what I will do, I will wrap it up today and I'll keep the best for last because LG also launched a super new phone at Efa, the V30. Um, and this may well end up being the smartphone of the year, one of the best flagships out there. Had a good play with that one. So we'll keep it all uh keep you all in suspense till next week thursday right here on high fm where we will talk about some of the other cool new tech i played with at uh, ifa and i'm trying to line up another really exciting guest with some really interesting stuff and on that note thanks so much for joining me again sorry about all the sort of messed up uh, timing but uh, we got through another hour of amazing tech right here on high this is stephen ambrose for tech talk